Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are visiting with Baylor University President Dr. Linda Livingstone. It's been an exciting start to the 2023-2024 school year and a busy one as we launch the uh, Mark and Paula Heard Welcome Center. There's the start of football, a new class is in, and, and so much more. President Livingstone, I know it's busy. Really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us and uh, share with the Baylor family all that's going on. Well, it's an exciting time at Baylor, and it's uh, wonderful to be with you and to have a chance to talk about all that's going on at Baylor. You know, we see on social media, we, we, we see you at Move In. We see you at Welcome Week, at football games, of course, as, uh, as, as well. A lot of different ways to get involved. I'm curious. Let's focus on something specific. As we welcome students to, to Baylor, what's special to you about the ways that Baylor welcomes new students and new families into the Baylor family that first time they really kind of set foot on campus to move yeah. in? Well, I think what we do uh, to welcome our new students is really special at Baylor. I mean, obviously, they've gone through uh, uh, orientation in the summer, and many of them have done line camp, I think, over 75%. So they've already had a really nice opportunity, even before we get to move in, to be welcomed, to be oriented, to get a sense of the campus. But when we bring them here for um, move-in, it's a special experience at Baylor. I mean, I think we had 3,000 or so volunteers this year helping move students in the Wednesday and Thursday before classes started. And, you know, we just pounce on their cars, take their stuff up to their rooms, parents park the cars and come back. And it just relieves so much stress from a family at a time that's pretty stressful. And of course, it was very hot this year at move-in. Mm-hmm. It can be all the time, but it was particularly hot this year. And so I think just reducing that stress, helping them know they're welcome, that they're loved, that we're here to help them settle well, means so much. Families are deeply appreciative of the personal attention we give them during move-in and the way we care for their students as they get started. And then, of course, we do a welcome week after that, which is great and gets students off to a good start that weekend before school starts. Uh, how much water do you think was consumed on move-in day and during Welcome Week? <laughs> well, I actually have the actual data on oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. We uh, distributed over 21 cases of water, which ended up being over 5,000 bottles wow. of water uh, in about 10 hours in those two four-hour periods of move-in. Uh, so we gave away like 500 bottles of water an hour during move-in. So That's amazing. Crazy. But it was so hot, and mm-hmm. uh, it was great that we provided that. And, oh, my goodness, those, especially the students that were helping move in, it was quite a workout for them. So having all that water available was a really good thing for everybody involved. Yeah, they deserve that for sure. I know the parents <laughs> moving in were very, very appreciative. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned connecting them here early. What opportunities do those early days provide mm-hmm. to help students get that sense of belonging? I know that's something we've heard about mm-hmm. for years, but it seems like that's become even more of a, a, a focus in higher education in general lately. Yeah. Well, there's several things very uh, intentionally that we do. I mean, obviously, I mentioned Welcome Week where uh, they're in a Welcome Week group. They get to know each other. They have some peers that they can spend time with. But one of the things we do in, during Welcome Week is we have a church fair. We know that students who are engaged in a local church community uh, retain at a higher level. They graduate at a higher rate. Their grades are better. So we really want our students to become involved in a local church community. So we've broadened the diversity of churches that come to that church fair. So we have a huge variety there. 
several thousand students come to that. It's fabulous. So that's a really important part of helping them feel welcome and trying to engage them in something we know helps them to be successful, not just spiritually, but also as a student. And then one of the first things they do early in the semester is what they call late night, which is uh, where all the student groups on campus, and we have over 400 active student groups on campus, uh, can set up tables and promote their uh, groups so that our freshmen and really students from any class that want to can wander around, learn about all of the student activities on campus, and find ways to get engaged. So that's really important. And then Early in the semester is always uh, Labor Day weekend, which is a long weekend. And so we plan what we call staycation weekend, where we have lots of activities on campus. Uh, there was a football game this year, obviously, and we always hope that that's the case. So it keeps students on campus. If they stay on campus those first few weeks of the semester and are engaged and active, again, it helps with their retention, especially first semester freshmen. So lots of intentionality in how we design that early part of the semester particularly for freshmen, but really for all of our students, to engage them, to connect them, to help them feel a part of things so that they will excel academically and in other ways as well. Yeah, a lot of great stuff that Student Life did uh, Mm -hmm. early on, really a lot of divisions across campus coming together to make that all happen as we visit with Baylor University President Dr. Linda Livingstone. And so as as we're visiting here, it's just about time for the ribbon cutting, uh, a couple days away from the ribbon mm-hmm. cutting for the Mark and Paula Hurd Welcome Center. I hope by now a lot of uh, members of the Baylor family have got to, to visit it, but for those who haven't, still opportunities to do so. Uh, but I'm curious, I'm sure a lot of people are curious, what are some of your favorite aspects of the Welcome Center? Well, one of the things I love about the Welcome Center, which is sort of less about the actual construction of the building, but it is uh, that it is a place that brings together people from across the Baylor family. Uh, we obviously recruit students there, so prospective students and their families are there. We bring alumni back to that space uh, because we have the Alumni Center there now. Uh, with the coffee shop and the spirit shop, students wander in and out, and there's lots of space for people to come over and just socialize and hang out. Faculty will wander through. And so every time I've been over there, I've run into interesting people that I would not normally run into on campus. And so I love that it's a place that brings together our diverse community and connects people that might not normally be in the same building together. So I love that. Um, You have to love the four columns that are designed into the building. Obviously, they're very visible from outside and from I-35, and they light up, and we can use different colors to represent different things as the year goes on. But each of the pillars is important as well. One is the reflect pillar that really reflects different scenes around campus that people can see, and you can go inside the pillars and see that. One is the connect pillar, and it really highlights what the life of a Baylor Bear is like. If you're a student on our campus, what is that like? Uh, A third pillar is the aspire pillar. And it really helps personalize a student's visit to campus and shows them what they can aspire to be, uh, given what some of the folks at Baylor have accomplished. And then the Amplify uh, pillar is really about uh, showing how our alumni are impacting the, the world in really significant and important ways. And so it's there's something specific and meaningful about almost every design element in the building. So I really encourage people uh, to to understand what all the design elements mean and what they say about who we are at Baylor and what it means to be a Baylor Bear. 
those are great descriptions you gave of the experiences inside the four columns. You know, I would almost say you have to you have to see it for yourself, and you do. But those are great descriptions to give give people a taste of what's going on and very intentional, as you mm-hmm. described. Yeah, I, I'm curious. What do you think prospective students or visitors will will feel when they're mm-hmm. inside those when, when they're experiencing yeah. those? Well, we hope that they will get a real tangible sense of the culture of Baylor, of the care and concern we provide to everybody on our campus, and that it will make them feel like they want to be a part of what we have. And it's really an immersive experience, very different than what you would see in our a traditional way of recruiting students. We will continue to have the wonderful tours, and our student tour guides are fabulous. They do a wonderful job. But I think it will give people a more in-depth, uh, experiential opportunity to sense what Baylor's really like. Yeah, I was going to ask you why this building is a game changer. I think you've you've really described that in these last uh, couple of minutes. But I, I'm curious, have you seen anything? I've certainly never seen anything like this building. You've been a lot more places. Have you? Well, I've been on a lot of campuses, and I've seen a, a number of welcome centers, probably a few more when we Shelby was going to college, which has been several years ago. We visited a lot of universities and saw some welcome centers in that process. Uh, but I do think it is unique in the world of higher education uh, because of the way we've integrated technology, the way we've integrated alumni and um, student recruitment into the same facility. And then, frankly, our location right off of I-35 is such a prominent, visible location. Many universities would never have that kind of an opportunity. So we actually hope it attracts people who don't know anything about Baylor, and they see it, and they go, oh, that looks like a cool place. We should stop and uh, stop in and, and see what it what they have to say, just as a way to introduce people to the community. So I think it's very unique and um, very um Uh, appropriate for who we are at Baylor, that it gives people kind of a personal experience and touch to our community. You mentioned President Livingstone, the word community. Uh, In what ways is the the broader community, uh, not just the Baylor community, but the Waco and Central Texas community get to uh, take part in this Mm -hmm. building? Yeah. Well, we hope that uh, the broader community, certainly here in Central Texas and beyond, will take advantage of it. It's open to the public during the day, and so we do hope people will stop by, visit, Enjoy the columns, enjoy a cup of coffee or tea or something at the Varsity and, and uh, check out some Baylor swag in the bookstore. Um, but it, it also has as kind of uh, some meeting facilities, both large and they can be made into smaller facilities. So we certainly will use that for a lot of events and activities on campus. But uh, I think there will be times it will be available to community groups as well. So I think there's a lot of ways that people in the community will be able to take advantage of uh, the herd center and and be able to enjoy the amenities that it has. Yeah, you mentioned the the varsity, the coffee shop. Uh, they uh, they utilize Pete's coffee yes. in there, which is not something you can find everyone. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone from California the other day, and they were talking about the herd center, and I said they had Pete's coffee. And they got really excited. So for people who haven't had it, that's a, that's something that people who know know, I guess. Well, we did spend some time in Southern California, so I was yes. kind of glad to see Pete's come in. And uh, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a mm-hmm. tea drinker. They have some really good iced tea. So I love their iced tea. And so I think every, and they've got some interesting special drinks and other things that, that I think they're creating uh, for Baylor. So we're really pleased with the way that's worked out so yeah. far. Lots of options, not just yes. one, no, not just one drink, but uh, many options as we visit with President Living. 
Livingstone and, and, and President Livingstone, you know, you'll be visiting with the Baylor family at the uh, ribbon cutting ceremony. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly you think about Mark and Paula Hurd, McLean family, the Fudge family, people who, who sewed into this. But the Baylor family as a whole have played a big role in this. And as we think about sort of the symbolic end of Give Light, what are uh, from this side of things, how would you describe uh, what the Baylor family has meant to, to this project and really just the last few years of getting here? Well, we would have never gotten to this point in our strategic plan, Illuminate, or the Give Light campaign without a broad base of the Baylor family coming alongside us. I think we've had over 95,000 people, individuals give to the Give Light campaign, certainly some at really significant levels like Paula and Alejandra Foster, Mark and Paula Hurd, you mentioned the Fudge family, the McLean family, you could go on and on, people who gave at very significant levels. But we had many, many people that might have given us $10 or $100 or $50 or $1,000. And all of those matter equally to get us to this point. And that broad-based support has allowed us to be unbelievably successful and to support athletics, to support academics, to support endowed chairs, to support student activities, to support student scholarships in a way that we really have never had a campaign in the past that had that broad base of support campus-wide and we're deeply grateful for that. It sets us up really well as we go into work on a new strategic plan over this year. And just deeply grateful for everyone that's walked alongside us uh, in this campaign and as we've accomplished the work of Illuminate, our strategic plan. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Baylor University President Dr. Linda Livingstone. And President Livingstone, uh, certainly we look at the facilities uh, and you talk about the Baylor family's uh, impact, but that's far from the only uh, area. It's been faculty, students, research. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you specifically about the the research. These, uh, you know, we've seen a number of major grants as of late. It seems like, you know, that uh, that tide has really uh, has really rose in, in recent years. And I'm curious, on, on this side of the R1 line right now, what do some of these, you know, they're, they're great headlines, but they're really impactful projects that, that are growing from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the support we've received through the campaign and really our focus on becoming an R1 university and then accomplishing that in really record time, we've had such great success hiring not just endowed chairs, they've certainly been important to this process, but just faculty in general. Our class of faculty this year is our largest class ever and our most diverse class of faculty ever. And I think last year's class was maybe the second largest and the second most diverse. Um, And so what it shows is that there's a great interest in Baylor. And for people that want to do really significant research, care deeply about students, and want to be at a university where their faith matters and where they can live out their Christian faith, that's fabulous. And we have People doing really, really cool research. One of the ones we promoted recently is a faculty member that is the project lead for NASA's Roman telescope launch. Like, that's just cool stuff, right? (laughs) Like, that's really neat. I can remember as a kid, you know, watching the moon landing and things like that and thinking that's like this is the coolest stuff ever. Now we've got faculty working on research in that space. We have a social work professor that has a grant that's working on uh, mental health of students in Waco ISD. We know mental health is a huge issue, not just on our campus, but across the country, particularly even in, in, in secondary and primary schools. And so to have faculty who are really trying to help find solutions to the mental health crisis in this country is heartening, and it's deeply consistent with our Christian mission as a university. Um, we have a, a chemistry professor who's uh, leading a research team that's looking at 
uh, how we do research and what are the standards we should use as we evaluate research to make sure that the research that we're doing is really answering the questions and helping find the truth behind some of these issues. And that matters a lot so that people actually know that there's integrity and trust to the research. And then there was a recent study um, that looked at uh, faculty and and how prolific they are from a, a research perspective. But we had a, a number of faculty across the university that are kind of the most prolific researchers in their fields uh, across the country. And um, I, I'm just so proud of our faculty, uh, proud of our deans and department chairs for the hiring they're doing. It's going to matter to our students in the classroom, in the laboratories, and we'll produce better prepared students because our faculty are doing really interesting research. And then that research will help solve some really important problems in the world. You know, as you describe that, you know, we've talked about through Illuminate uh, pursuing research, uh, you know, marked by quality, visibility and, and impact. And from that impact side of things, you know, there's a leadership aspect. You talked about a professor, you know, examining standards in his or her own field. We have uh, a number of faculty named to uh, major boards in their their, their discipline, uh, faculty members, as you mentioned, among the world's most cited researchers. Uh, recently found out we're again under the among the top 100 universities granted uh, U.S. utility patents. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, when you talk about the proverbial seat at the table impact, is that what we're seeing kind of grow here before our eyes? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that takes time to build that uh, reputation and that uh, understanding in the broader community about what we're doing at Baylor and the quality of the work that we're doing. But I think absolutely some of the people that we hire into endowed chairs bring some of that seat at the table with them. But then they're helping develop Ph.D. students, and they're working with other faculty that are already on our campus. And then we already have some faculty here that are really doing amazing work. And the more of that we do, the more the name of Baylor is out there in the academic community, in other realms. And, and when people see what we're doing, and they see the quality of the work our faculty and staff are doing, it gives people opportunities to move into leadership, whether that's in academic organizations or, you know, all of the administrative units on our campus have national organizations and, and people are involved in those as well. And it gives us a chance, as you say, to have a voice at the table to speak into issues that matter, not just to higher education, but uh, to to the world more broadly. And it's a privilege to get to do that. And I'm really proud to see so many of our faculty and staff having those opportunities. Visiting with President Livingstone here on Baylor Connections. And President Livingstone, there's so many exciting things going on at the university. We, we, ha we have to make some sharp pivots. So let's pivot from research to, to bear cubs. Uh, oh, well, of course. Yes. We can't forget the bear cubs. <laughs> tell, tell, us about, uh, tell us about Indian Bell. What's it been like for you to, uh, y'all use the phrase, get to know them a little uh. bit. Gosh, they are just the best. I'm telling you, uh, bear cubs, uh, who knew what how much fun they were going to be? Uh, of course, we had not had bear cubs on our campus for over 20 years. We've loved having uh, Joy and Lady on campus for so many years. And I think prior to them coming, we typically only had bears for a couple of years, two or three years at the most, as we would then transition. So we kind of got into that mode, and we've come to love our older bears. And, you know, they're lovely, and we love them. And But they weren't particularly active because they were older and, and, um, and you know, kind of later in their life cycle. So then you bring two cubs in, Indy and Belle, and they are active, they're curious, 
Uh, their personalities are very different. If you are around them much or watch them much, you will uh, find out that they have very different personalities and styles. Uh, in uh, Indy's um, uh, loves the water and loves to play and is very curious. Belle is just kind of rambunctious and climbs and uh, is is kind of that you know that child that you're never quite sure where they are and you better watch out or <laughs> yeah. they might sneak up behind you. And uh, but. Honestly, I've brought so much joy to the community. The The day that we had to meet the Cubs, long lines of people who were so patient to get to see them and loved watching all the videos and pictures people posted online. Uh, but they're tons of fun. Uh, we're thrilled to have them. I can't say enough about um, Dakota and the work he's done supporting them, our, our students who are our bear trainers and the work that they're doing. It's a lot more work taking care of two cubs than it was our two older bears in some ways, just different ways of caring for them and different needs that they have. But I think everybody's going to love them. You really need to stop by and see the cubs. They post online at the Bear Habitat website and and in their social media when the cubs are going to be out so you know to come by and visit when they're out. Yeah, that's good advice. Check out the the social media, and you can know for sure if they're Mm going to be out when you you get there. Got to check it out for sure as we... Visit with President Livingstone. And President Livingstone, it's also the start of a new athletics season. Mm-hmm. Now, I know McLean Stadium, I know there's soccer, volleyball going on. Where are some places we might find uh, you in the first gent these days <laughs> cheering on the Bears? Well, we love watching our Bears no matter what uh, sport or what activity they're participating in. So we've already been to soccer and we've watched volleyball. We had to go watch our Baylor Bears play uh, our daughter's alma mater, the Rice Owls, uh, last week. Of course, we were at the football game on Saturday. Uh, we'll be there uh, for the Utah game as well. And we are so always so proud to watch our student-athletes uh, participate, represent the university well, and we know how much work and time and effort they have put into uh, um, what they do and representing the university. So really encourage people to come out. Really encourage people to come out to all of our student performances and activities. Our theater department has some amazing plays that they're going to be producing this year. Our music department uh, and music school has wonderfully talented students and faculty. So uh, there's never a lack of things to do uh, on our campus uh, for people in the community to come and be a part of and enjoy the talents of our students. Yeah, and I know those are going to be heating up. You mentioned theater and music. I think if people just Google Baylor Theater Productions mm-hmm. or Baylor Music Concerts, it's yep. going to take you right where you need to go. Absolutely. To and there's the probably range. more of them out there than you realize across a really diverse set of types of plays, types of musical productions. So you can find something that you will enjoy, I'm sure. A lot of great opportunities for sure as we visit with President Livingstone. And and, and President Livingstone, you know, since last we spoke to you, uh, we've added four new schools to the to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and, and Utah, who uh, as we're visiting, Baylor is about to play this weekend. Uh, what, what does their arrival mean for, for the Big 12 and for its member institutions like Baylor? Well, that's been quite a ride over (laughs) this last couple of summers, really. But we were really thrilled uh, to finalize bringing those four schools into the conference. You know, it's... um, I have some sadness at seeing what's happened to the Pac-12. It's an iconic, really legacy conference in this country that uh, is one of the oldest conferences and one of the most storied conferences. So you, you really hate to see something like this happen to that conference. And yet you also have to say what's going to be the best interest for our conference going forward that gives us stability, that sets us up well 
uh, for the next media rights uh, negotiation, which will be several years from now. And that makes us as competitive as possible in a broad set of, of sports and then, frankly, expands our reach nationally. And these four schools are all AAU schools, so they're very strong academically and in terms of research. So that helps the conference. They spread us west some probably help with scheduling since we'd added, you know, BYU recently. And uh, we have tons of students that come to us from California and Arizona and Colorado. Uh, So it really ties into a recruiting base that's important to us for our our student population. And I can't say enough about the presidents of those institutions. They're going to be great colleagues uh, in the conference, and we're really looking forward to them joining us next year. And we're thrilled with the four that joined this year. They're already uh, an important part of what we're doing, and we're excited to be playing some of them soon. Yeah, some exciting new rivals. Rivalries and uh, uh-huh. they bring a lot to the conference. It's going to be fun. A lot of newness for fans to en- enjoy in the Absolutely. next few years. Well, President Livingstone, as as we wind down, so so next week we're going to visit with Dr. Brickhouse and, and Tiffany Hogue, your chief of staff. You alluded earlier to, to Baylor uh, beginning the process of uh, coming together on a new strategic plan. And, you know, I, I'm just curious as we do this, what, what are some of the things on, on your mind that you're looking forward to about this process and where it can take Baylor? I'm really excited about the creation of this next strategic plan. We've had such great success with Illuminate, as we talked about earlier, and had so many people walk alongside us to help us to be successful. And this now gives us an opportunity to build on that strategic plan and to really think about what's the next uh, level of work that we can do at Baylor that continues to um, increase our impact and influence as a Christian research university. Um, it's a very uh, engaged and participatory process, so I'm really excited about that, that really anybody that wants to have a voice into the process will be able to do that. And I'm really looking forward to what's going to come out of it and how we build on the success we've already had and, and how we think about new things we might do that will allow us to have influence in the world to um, to have an impact as a Christian university. So uh, it's going to be great to see what happens as we move into the spring semester where we'll do more of the nuts and bolts of writing the plan after we do a lot of listening in the fall. And then, of course, uh, the goal is to have a plan to our board for affirmation at the, the May 2024 meeting. Be ready for the summer of next year. Well, that's great. We'll look forward to that. And I know a lot of people will be participating in that. As you said, it can be a lot of fun. Well, President Livingstone, thanks so much for your time. I know we got a, we covered a lot of ground here in the last 20 minutes or so, but really appreciate it, and I look forward to what's ahead. Well, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Derek, and uh, excited for the year ahead. Absolutely. A lot going on. I know we'll have plenty to talk about when we uh, visit with you next time here on the program. Baylor University President Dr. Linda Livingstone, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.